Welcome to 2021. I'm excited for a brand new year. Very excited. Not because I think circumstances will change, but I think hopefully I'll change. Hopefully we'll change. That we'll be what we need to be to be able to make 2021 a phenomenal year. And I realize phenomenal is one of my favorite words. I think it uh, harkens to hope. It inspires. It's one of those words that makes you think that things are going to be better. And I don't think it's false hope if we know and who we trust. So I want to talk about two books today. I believe that people that can really help us in our relationships have written down ideas and thoughts throughout the years. And that if we take time to find phenomenal books, we won't have to say, I wish there was something written. I wish there was a book about marriage. I wish there was a book about parenting. There is. There's multiple books. There's multiple ideas and thoughts. Some are true and good, and they're based on principles, and others are not really enduring or long-lasting. They're simply the thought of the day. Here's two books, though, that I found have a lot of great ideas, concepts that actually work. The first book is called The Love Dare. You might be familiar with this because back in the early 2000s, there was a movie that came out from an independent studio called Fireproof. It was probably the biggest claim to fame when it first came out was that Kirk Cameron was in it. And at the time, he was kind of trying to revive his career a little bit. But this movie uh, was just impactful. Powerful movie. It's one that I've actually probably one of the top three or four movies I've ever suggested to couples that are looking to watch a movie and help the relationship. The book came from the movie and The Love Dare is just a short read, but there's a lot of daily inspiration and daily homework assignments, if you will. Here's some of the things I learned from The Love Dare. Here's the question, uh, question from it. What is something your spouse would really, really love? And then maybe a follow-up question. How often do you ask that question and apply the answer? I think that question is, it gets rid of the ego, gets rid of selfishness, and focuses on your most important asset, not even a thing or a creature. This is the most important person, the most important relationship you can possibly have. So what is something your spouse would really, really love? How about this thought? It's hard to stay angry long with someone for whom you're praying. Praying with a spouse is fundamental. It should be done daily. But praying for your spouse, not just when they're around, but when they're not around, when they can't hear what you're saying, not only will anger go away, but love will abound. There's a teaching in the book as well about sequoia trees. We all often will think about how impressive trees are and how strong they are and how they withstand wind and rain and all kinds of challenges. But sequoia trees, apparently, unlike many other trees, reach out and interlock their roots with other sequoias around them. So if you were to see a big forest of sequoia trees, they may look really long and tall and growing up to the sky just on their own, but what they're really doing is they're intertwining their roots so they can grow even more effectively and they can strengthen each other. What a great metaphor for marriage. I was glad to to reread that. I read it a few times, but to be able to be reminded that we're not just independent, we're interdependent. That our spouse isn't a good behind person, someone who walks behind us, but our spouse is truly, well, we'd like to say our equal, but in many areas, they should be better than us. And hopefully, like lives, we're trying to become better in other areas, not as a competition, but so that we can strengthen each other. 
not to one-up each other. How about making a commitment to daily? This is another comment from the book. Make a commitment to daily let go of unrealistic expectations and become your spouse's greatest encourager. Make a commitment daily to let go of your unrealistic expectations and become your spouse's greatest encourager. Instead of trying to control and expect so much from others, we encourage them and we work on ourselves. The other book I want to talk about today is The Last Lecture. This book is worth rereading many, many, many times. Yes, it's talking about a college professor and his last few months of his life and what lessons he's trying to teach his children. But the lessons can teach all of us about the value of relationships, especially with our children and with our spouse, our family relationships, and our relationships with our friends. There's so many, I was just rereading this the other day, there's so many truths and good things in there that I can't talk about them all, but here's some of the cool things that I learned. Randy Pausch, who wrote this book shortly before he passed away, he had several dreams. He wanted to be in the world book under a topic so that he could show that he had some great knowledge. And he got that goal. He wanted to have, he had a dream of becoming an Imagineer at Disney World. And he had an opportunity to fulfill that goal. He had many goals, just a common person, but who dreamt big and then pursued his goals. I love the, the uh, chapter in there talking about Randy's dad who, when he passed away, they discovered, Randy discovered for the first time in his life that his dad had earned a bronze star for valor. And in 50 years of knowing his father, Randy Pausch had never heard his dad mention it. Can you imagine that, that humility? Not bragging or talking to others about some accomplishment. This is a massive accomplishment. But he never mentioned to his son. And Randy took that lesson of humility and tried to apply it to his life. Randy Pausch talks two or three times in the book about cars. Uh, not that he loved them so much, but he had a car one time where he purposely spilled drink in the vehicle so that his niece and nephew wouldn't feel awkward if something happened and they hurt the interior of his car. And wouldn't you know it? One of them got ill and threw up in his car and didn't feel nearly as bad because Randy had told him that people matter more than cars. Randy also, one time, his wife got in a slight fender bender backing her car out of the garage, as I recall. And instead of getting angry and saying how much it's going to cost to fix it, he chose to focus on her and his love for her, not about the dent in the car and how horrible that's going to look or how much it would cost to fix. The last lesson that I want to share today out of the uh, last lecture is Brick walls. Randy talks about brick walls. There's at least two in his life that he mentions. Getting into Brown University, I believe, was one, and then trying to court his wife before they got married. He talks about the need for tenacity. That when something's right, not all, we shouldn't be tenacious in any area, but if something's right, we should tenaciously go after it. We should tenaciously hold on to our families, our relationships, not in a controlling way but in a way that says, I love, I care, and I'm going to invest time and effort into this relationship. I hope you get an opportunity. I hope you take the time to listen or read the last lecture and the love dare. If you look for some great principles in there that can impact you and your relationships, you'll find them. And better yet, if you apply them, they will change you not only forward, but upward. Good luck. <laughs>